Welcome back, everyone, to the Wear the Bear podcast, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Appreciate you checking out the pod, whether it's the video side, the audio side. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just search hashtag Wear the Bear, click subscribe, and you are in there. And somebody that was representing the Bear uh, very well in the professional ranks, uh, joining us here on today's episode. Of course, he is former Oakland golf great, now PGA Tour golfer, and and that's that's awesome to be able to say that. Jake Neen, uh, also Oakland golf coach as well. My good buddy Nick Pumford as well. And uh, guys, appreciate you taking some time. Nick, you were you were caddying for Jake. Uh, Jake, you know you're on the driving range, man. Next to next to Dustin Johnson, hitting golf balls. Before we get into how you got there. I mean, just just take that, take us through that moment when you walk out on the practice tee, and then also on Thursday, you know, on the first tee, uh, PGA Tour. I, I imagine this is what you thought about every day since you were a little kid, and, and here you are. You know, take us through a couple of those moments, man. Yeah, um, it was it was pretty surreal. Um, you know, going up to the to the practice tee for the first time. Um, you know, after I Monday qualified, I couldn't go uh, to the course immediately. I had to get cleared for, for COVID-19. And um, but once I was able to get over there, it was pretty cool to see, you know, big names that I've, I've watched on, on TV, you know, several times and, you know, be walking right by them, um, sharing a driving range with them, hitting next to them. And, um, yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty great experience to, to be among those guys. You know, I I believe I can, I can be out there, but you know, your self-belief only takes you so far. You got to do it. And uh, so, yeah, it was, it was great to be among those guys for sure. Well, Jake, and what about that too, right? I know how nervous I get when I'm on the golf course with, with Nick Pumphrey and we're standing there on the first <laughs> tee and, and my knees are shaking and everything like that, just to be in the presence of that great. Not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> my, my knees are shaking here. Here you are you're playing for money now too. I mean, it, it's great to be there and everything like that, but we're talking about making a living now. And yeah. you know, you, when you're a pro, you either make it or you don't make it. Which, which side of that fence were you on? I mean, were, were the knees knocking a little bit or are you thinking, I don't care who's out here. You know, I have, I have to play golf and I, I have to make my money now, which, which side was it? Or was it both? Well, first of all, I want to say I don't blame you for having a little knee knocker uh, action when you're playing with Nick because, you know, he's such a stud. Absolutely. Uh, it can be a little intimidating sometimes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, I've been pro for about two years now, and I think I've gotten a lot better at kind of blocking out the noise and um, trying to keep it as simple as possible. Um, you know, clearly with how the event went, uh, I need to do a little better. But, um but yeah, I mean, I was I was pretty nervous, but more excited than anything um, to get started. And uh, the first tee shot, I was a little nervous. Um, but once once I got it in play, it, I kind of you know took a deep breath. Okay, you know, it's just another round, and, and uh, you know, just kept it going from there. PGA Tour golfer Jake Neen joining us. Nick Pumper joining us as well. Nick Pumper was a caddy, of course, for Jake Neen. Uh, but Nick, I I, I did want to. You know, I wanted you to touch on this as well, the, the relationship that you have with Jake in that in the biggest moment of his career, you know, he, he wants he wants you to be on the bag with him. I mean, and, and let's some of those common sports fans might not understand or might not know that the caddy when you're in, on tour, when you're a professional golfer, the, the caddy's your lifeline. Right. I mean, that's you know, you, you're being counted on for a lot. And, you know, what does that say about your guys' relationship that you were there? And what, you know, what was that like for you to be there for that moment? 
Yeah, no, it was, it was quite an honor. Um, you know, when I first got to Oakland, and I can remember my phone call with Jake, and, you know, he described in detail kind of what the strengths of the program were and, and, and what was missing. And ever since that first conversation, we just struck a great relationship. And I got really lucky my first year. I had a great group of guys, uh, Jake being an upperclassman, had him for two years. I mean, he's, he's the standard, right? Like if I could have, I say it all the time, if I could have eight Jake Neens on the team, I mean, we're winning a national championship. So um, just developed a, a great relationship. I think uh, hopefully Jake would say that I helped him a little bit, just kind of understanding what pro golf is like, um, kind of what to expect a little bit and just, you know, the fundraising portion, the travel, like what to plan, all of it. Um, and, and he's obviously maneuvered that beautifully. And, you know, ultimately I, I can remember him calling me as soon as he qualified and it was like, all right, go out, celebrate, have a beer tonight. But like, you're, you're supposed to be here. Like this is right. to your point, like you made earlier, um, this is your living and, and this is, you need to play well to make some money. And so it, unfortunately you don't have the luxury of like, just soaking it all in. I mean, it's, it's work. Right. And so, um, but no, it's just, it was, it was an incredible honor to be there with Jake. I, I just wish uh, it was unfortunate because his parents couldn't be out there watching him. And so, you know, they, they changed those rules a little bit now. So we were a couple weeks too late, but um, you know, for me to get that call, I mean, I was, I was ready to go, man. Jake, what, what about it too? I mean, just to give everybody the backstory, before the 3M event in Minnesota that you did end up qualifying for, uh, there, were, there were some roads traveled by you and a, and a lot of driving and, and a lot of stick-to-itiveness and, and wanting to take more cracks at it. And then ultimately yeah. you busted through to qualify for that. Take everybody, take everybody through the two weeks leading up to, to you standing on the first tee on that Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Um... Well, I, I tried before the 3M Open. I tried to qualify for the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit and then the Workday Charity Open in, in, in Columbus. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I didn't do, you know, incredibly well there, you know, albeit it is very difficult to do it. But, um, you know, with the whole COVID-19 situation, playing opportunities are so limited this year. And I was actually kind of torn on whether or not I should go to Minnesota. It was kind of like, you know, driving, you know, that far to have to do a pre-qualifier and a Monday, you know, you're spending a lot of time up there, which is a lot of, you know, hotel rooms um, kind of thing. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of gas money, whatever it may be. So, but it was like, okay, you know, what am I going to do? Am I going to sit here, you know, playing money games with my buddies for this week, or am I going to give myself a crack at playing in a PGA tour event? And, you know, I, I was like, I might as well do it. And uh, my game was feeling pretty good. And uh, yeah, it, it's, um, it's difficult to do it, but uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to string a few good rounds together to make it through. It's yep. funny, Neil, to, I'll, I'll jump in real quick. He, uh, he had texted me because he had to do the pre-qualifier and then the Monday qualifier. And, and not a lot really gets Jake excited, right? He's like pretty even keel, all of that. And uh, he texted me and said, man, I really like this golf course, right? And so I think, 
you know, and Jay can obviously speak to it more, but I think he had a good mindset going in. Um, but it was funny the week before, right? Like golf swing was a little weird, like hit some, hit some weird shots, but then, you know, that one text, like, I really like this golf course, um, you know, just kind of the whole mindset changes. Jake, what about that too? I mean, speaking of the qualifier, you know, you, you show up on your first hole, you bang a wedge in and you know, it's, it's, it's smooth sailing from there. Right. Like yeah. <laughs> it, it is, but it isn't because I mean, you go into these qualifiers and, you know, usually PGA tour Monday qualifiers are, are four spots, but because of the, the COVID, you know, modified season, there's only two spots this year. So, I mean, you go into the, the Monday qualifier saying, okay, I need to, I need to fire at everything. I need to just shoot 59 <laughs> kind of thing. Right. And uh, so, yeah, my first goal, I started on the 10th hole and um, hit a wedge and it was going right at it. And, uh, you know, it took one hop and spun back in. And it was like, uh, I, I just, I was in a good place mentally. I honestly was just like, okay, let's go. You know, I'm off to a good start. I didn't like, you know, throw my club in the air. I was just like, okay, come on, we got to keep going. You know, this is where we need to be if we want to make it. So, you know, I just, just tried to keep it going as much as possible and then made a ton of putts. And uh, it, it was pretty exciting. The, the nerves kind of kicked in the last couple of holes, but uh, I was luckily able to handle it well. Because you know, you know what's on the line. There, there is no yes. question about it. And especially yeah. as it looks like it's more and more of a reality. Yeah. Um, did, that, did that change the way you played coming on a stretch of qualifier? Did you maybe take out a three wood when you might have hit driver before or anything like that? Or did you just play your game? Um, if anything, I got more aggressive because oh, I love it. it was um, – I think I got to like six under through 15 and I was like, that's not enough. Like I'm, I'm going to have to do better than that. And um, so I was like, okay, I got to fire at a couple pins. And I remember my 16th and 17th hole. Um, actually it was my 15th and 17th hole. I hit, I hit two shots really close um, and made, made birdies there. So I was eight under going to the last hole and um I, I was kind of thinking, you know, that could be the number, but like birdie, like I, I figured 62 would for sure get in and then 63 would kind of maybe be cutting it close. And I remember on the last hole, I didn't hit a very good iron shot. I had about 40 feet. I hit the putt and it stopped on the front lip. And I was like, no, <laughs> I was like, no, you can't do this to me. You know, if I have to, you know, play in a playoff because it stopped on the lip short. You know, that would be uh, pretty stressful. But, um, yeah, I shot 63, and um, I was the first group off, so I had to sit around for about two and a half hours waiting for the rest of the, the group to come, groups to come in. And um, a little nerve-wracking, but, but we made it. So <laughs> had, had to be agonizing, no doubt about it. You're listening to the Where the Bear podcast, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Search hashtag Where the Bear. Click subscribe, and you are in there. Oakland golf coach and PGA Tour caddy Nick Pumford, uh, our guest, as is Jake Neen. Uh, he qualified for the 3M event in Minnesota, uh, his very first PGA Tour event. So he's officially a PGA Tour golfer. I mean, that's you you can never take that away from him. And uh, that, that really is something that's incredible, Jake. I, we're proud of, of what you did. We were locked in. We were following it. So, you know, as as you kind of reconstruct, you know, the 
the event and, and you brought up that the whole COVID situation, Jake and, mm. and Nick, you were a part of this too, is, is being a caddy. You know, these are extra things that you have to deal with, right? You know, I guess both of you, you know, what, what was that like for both of you in, in terms of, because we speak about it being a job. These are obstacles, you know, as far as you doing your job. You know, I guess, Nick, you kind of take us through what it was like on the caddy end. And then, Jake, you know, as a competitor, you know, Nick, what, what, what were some of the protocols? What did you have to do that was outside the norm? Yeah, so I was actually going to drive there. I think it was like an 11-hour drive or maybe a bit longer. Um, but then coordinated with Jake's dad, and we actually flew out Tuesday morning. Um, so being at the airport, uh, hypersensitive, being on the plane, hypersensitive, uh, had my uh, Clorox wipes, wiped everything down. And um, I wanted to pass that test. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm not going to come all the way here, caddy for Jake, and then and get a negative test. So, um, but yeah, so you just, you just drive to this uh, random parking lot and um, they had my name on a list and um, got the test and then had to wait. 45 minutes to an hour. So I went and got lunch and then um, got the results that I was clear. So um, that was that. They took temperature checks every time uh, that you, you walked into the gates. So um, made, sure, made sure we passed those temperature checks, but uh, just, just unique all around, right? Mask obviously everywhere, um, that sort of thing, but not too bad. Uh, what about the players then, Jake? What, what were some of the steps they took? Yeah. Um... They, it was just crazy, like how much hand sanitizer and like Clorox wipes they had just everywhere. I mean, you, you couldn't get away from them. You know, it was just, uh, it, they wanted you to, to wear a mask at all times, you know, as everyone should be doing. But, you know, they even gave caddies, you know, disinfectant wipes to, you know, wipe down the flag sticks whenever they took them out. But um, I just remember on, on Tuesday, I'm, I'm waiting for Nick to land. And so then Nick can't just land and then meet me at the golf course. You know, I'm already there practicing for a little bit. He has to go get tested and they're like, okay, it can take an hour, but it can also take, you know, three hours. So I'm just sitting at the golf course on Tuesday practicing for a little bit. And I'm just like, okay, well, I'm, I hope it doesn't take three hours. So I'm not just, you know, practicing you know like crazy before the practice round that I was going to play and uh, luckily it, it did happen pretty quickly but uh, yeah you know from the players perspective you know I definitely at a big event like this would expect my you know parents maybe even a, a couple close friends to come watch me for sure and um, they weren't even they weren't even given the option to do that they couldn't even step on the, the grounds of the golf course so there's a lot of, uh, you know, one-on-one -on -one time with me and Nick, but, uh, you know, it was a good time. Jake Neen joining us. Nick Pumper joining us here on the Wear the Bear podcast. You know, and both you guys can, can speak to this one. I guess, Jake, we'll start with you. The, the ancillary stuff, right, the circus of the, of the PGA Tour being in town, the, the sponsorship trucks, the merchandise. Um, you know, your, your, your top-level guys, you know, your Dustin Johnsons and everything like that, they have their sponsors. That's a, a huge source of, of income for them. Uh, you're just stepping into that world now where, mm -hmm. you know, the equipment trucks are everywhere. And, and I'm sure there are people every five feet that you step saying, uh, hey, Jake, you know, you, 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 want, you want to take a spin with this driver. You want to try out this wedge, this putter, all that kind of stuff. How do you balance all that? Because, you know, you, you as, as golfers especially – 
I mean, we're weird about the equipment all the way from the, the, the hackers like me all the way up to, to a Dustin Johnson or everything like that. I mean, every golfer is weird about their equipment. Mm. How, how do you balance that? How do you balance that from saying, yeah, you know, I want to give that a spin versus, you know, I'm, I'm here to, you know, I'm here, this is my profession. This, I'm here to make money. I'm here to win. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I am a professional golfer, but I'm not at the level yet where I'm getting free clubs. Um, <laughs> so it was definitely like, man, I want to just get as many clubs as I can uh, and, and run away. But, uh, you know, I kind of went into it like, okay, if I can get a few backup clubs, that'd be great. Um, but for this week, I'm absolutely not changing at all. Like I just shot 63 at the Monday, you know, um, I'm hitting it great, putting it well, you know, I'm not going to switch putters. And, um, but yeah, it, it definitely uh, was, was, you know, kind of tempting to kind of try out the new driver I got during a practice round or, you know, try to switch wedges at the last second or a putter, but you know, it, you can't, you can't mess around. You kind of got to stick with what got you there. Um, and, and that's kind of how I went about it. Yeah. And, and Nick, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so range balls, right? So when you and I go to the driving range, it's, it's, it's pinnacle range balls and, uh, top flights and, uh, but there it's like, hey, you play Pro V1, all right, you got Pro V1 balls. You play a TaylorMade, okay, you have TaylorMade balls. So they, they, they treat them pretty well, that's for sure. And the thing I had to get used to the whole time was when I'd go get a candy bar, lunch, or dinner, it's like, how much do I owe you? Oh, no, no, it's free. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so I think we probably had 15 bags of uh, beef jerky between the two of us for the week, so – uh, we, we definitely got our fill. That's for sure. Yeah. Nick took huge advantage of the free Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just walking, huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> well, Nick, I mean, you know, again, going back to your angle too, uh, uh being Jake's caddy and, and you put this out on social media and, uh, you know, I kind of lifted it from you. I gave you full credit, of course. Um, but, but when I, you, you put, you put the pin sheet out, uh, for the Friday, I believe it, it was a pin yeah. sheet for the Friday and, you know, for me, and I think for a lot of people, because I, I posted it to various golf sites around it, and people were really enthralled with that, to here on a Friday, right? And Friday, Friday's not Sunday on, on, a, on a PGA Tour event. And I, I think everybody that, that's a golf fan knows that. It was incredible looking, and in, in, in Jake, I'm curious to get your thoughts. Here on a Friday, everything is no farther than eight paces off the apron. I mean, the, these pins are 18 pins, all tucked. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you're, you're playing at the highest level, you know, just, you know, in, in terms of that and, and Nick, how, how did, how did you prepare for that? And Jake, how did you prepare for that? Nick, I'll start with you. Like, you know, in, in terms, in terms of caddying, you know, again, you're the lifeline. So, so what did you do? Yeah, I think it, I think in a way with, with where some of the tees were situated and kind of some of the holes and how they were set up, Jake and I kind of look at each other and we're like, Dang, these are, these are tight. I'm not sure how we're going to get close here, but um, that's also a testament to, to how good those guys are out there. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just strategy. So we played a uh, practice run with Ben Taylor. Um, he played on LSU's national championship team a few years ago. And, you know, we asked what the difference was. And he said, on the Corn Ferry Tour, it's set up where to make birdies. So you have to shoot 21 to 24 under every week to win. On the PGA Tour – um, it, it's kind of like college in the sense of you're playing really good golf courses and they set it up pretty tough. So 
what you have to do is minimize the mistakes. Right. Obviously while making birdies, but so I think we had a good game plan of, of knowing which holes we can make birdie and then knowing which holes we stayed away from the pins and tried not to short side ourselves. And, um, and that's what we, that's what we talk about all the time with the guys on our team, but uh, courses definitely are not set up this tough. Um, to, to what we saw up at the Twin Cities. So it, uh, it, was, it was very eye-opening to see. What, what about it, Jake? I mean, on your end, you're the one swinging the club. Um, you know, course management, it's what's going to make or break you, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you've got you to gotta kind of pick and choose your battles, um, you know. And in a, in a lot of professional golf tournaments, there's always going to be tough pins. But – not on every single hole <laughs> and uh on thursday i think you know because i watched a good amount of the, the coverage on saturday and sunday i think the hardest pins of the week were on thursday yeah. and i remember stepping up to some iron shots and just looking at nick and it's just like if you had 85 yards you wouldn't go for this flag you know if you had a lob wedge in your hand you wouldn't even go for this flag and i have a six iron in my hand you know, I mean, they, I mean, they tucked some pins and I mean, it's clearly doable to hit it close, but you know, as far as course management goes and, you know, trying to, you know, pick and choose your battles. I mean, I, you had to really aim away from, from flags, um, you know, albeit if they were close to water or a bunker or just really any place you don't want to go. So yeah, the, the pins were very, very difficult. More, even more difficult than I was expecting. You know, playing in a PGA Tour event. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just something. What, you don't what see. was low? Like twenty under? Was it? I think nineteen one. Nineteen under. So we're we're talking about how tough it is, right? And then it's a it's a relatively easy golf course, and yeah. compared to compared to the PGA this week, where they're you know they're talking about seven eight under winning. And, and these are the best players in the world. It uh, it just it just shows you how good they are. Yeah, no question about it. This is the Wear the Bear podcast. Jake Neen, PGA Tour player. Jake Neen, the former Horizon League golfer of the year, Horizon League golf freshman golf team as well. Oakland golf coach Nick Pumford, who was caddying for Jake, joining us also in final couple minutes of the podcast. Here, remember subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Search hashtag Wear the Bear. Click subscribe, and you are in there. As always, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. So you know, as, as we wrap this discussion up, and again, I'm very grateful for, for both of your guys' time uh, to be able to do this. You know, just, just a few more things here. But, you know, Nick, this is something that you and I have talked about, you know, in interviews, uh, playing golf together. And, and I'm curious to, to know how you see this and how you saw this in Jake, right? Because I think we can both, Jake will be the first one to tell you Thursday didn't go the way that he wanted to. Friday he comes out. He shoots even par in, in the second round. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, Jake, as, as a guy who, who had a vested rooting interest in, in you and how you were doing, and I'm curious to get Nick, Nick's take in this, I think Friday told me a lot more about you and about your game than even Monday did qualifying for the PGA Tour event, right? I mean, you, you get on a heater and things get rolling and you qualify, and then Thursday reality hits you a little bit, but then on Friday – you roll out and you show you can compete. I mean, Nick, he, he shows that he can compete. And you and I talk about this every time we get together. Golf, maybe more than any other sport, is, is a mentality sport. And you go out there and you compete with, 
were, were you proud of what you saw from Jake and just in terms of competition, because following around, following the shot updates and everything like that, I saw a guy out there that was competing. Absolutely. I mean, and, th- and that's why I said I'd love to have eight Jake Neans on our team because whether, whether Jake's, you know, fighting to break 80 or whether he's fighting to shoot 62, like the mentality never changes and, and there's not, there's not give up in them. And, and we saw that even, even mid round uh, to the end of our round on, on Thursday, when, when we had a rough stretch there, um, it was, it was still part of the routine. The body language was good, all of it. And, and then for him to finish the way he did on, on Friday, I mean, that's, that's a testament to Jake and, and what he's all about. And that's why this isn't the first time uh, or the last time we're going to see Jake uh, playing on a PGA Tour event. Hey Jake, what about that, man? Take, take us through that mentality on Friday. I mean, did, did you learn a little bit about yourself as a player to say, hey, I can roll out here. I hang with these guys. I put a 71 on the board. Mm-hmm. I, I belong at this level. Yeah, um, for sure. And I, I think that I was, you know, both raised by my parents really well and, and, you know, coached by Nick really well to where like, I'm not going to give up. And especially like my first PGA tour event, you know, you think to yourself, okay, I'm playing on the PGA tour. It's going bad, but like, we're still on the PGA tour here. We're going to fight until that last putt goes in. And I remember on Friday, um, I went double bogey bogey on um, 13, 14, and just just a couple bad shots and like one bad break and remember um we were walking off the tee or me walking up to the tee on 15 and nick was like okay it's already the last four and it it just it was just like you know we're not gonna you know change anything we're gonna still try to attack and you know finish as well as we can and um i birdied three of the last four there on friday and it was like okay you know like i I'm capable of, of, you know, competing with these guys. You know, I had a rough, rough stretch on Thursday, but, you know, I think that momentum can carry from event to event and, you know, PGA tour event to PGA tour event. You know, I can take that experience of me having a really strong finish, although I still missed the cut um, to my next PGA tour event and, and kind of think, okay, you know, what went right, what went wrong, um, you know, mentally and, kind of just try to draw on that experience in the future. So Jake, what, what's next? Take us through. I know, I know you have a stop up in uh, Upper Peninsula, a couple of tournaments that you're looking at playing right there. The grind doesn't stop, right? It's time to go make that, go make that money. Yep. Yep. Uh, with, uh, you know, the coronavirus situation, I would, if it was normal, I would be up traveling across Canada playing on the McKenzie tour right now. But, um, you know, the options are a little different this year. Um, but yes, I'm going up to Sault Ste. Marie, um, for two pro invitational events up there and, uh, another tournament in Cincinnati the following week. And then the Michigan open at the, at the end of the month. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a little different playing in that after playing, uh, for, you know, $1.3 million grand prize. I'm playing for, you know, five to eight grand uh, first place prize. So, but I mean, it's, it's the same. It's always the same, you know, we're always going to try to play the best um, that I can and, uh, and try to win really. So um, as far as, you know, the PGA tour goes, it, it might be a little bit before I'm able to, to try to qualify again just with the, um, the way the schedule works this year. 
So, Nick, what what about this Oakland golf program, man? It, you, mul- there's multiple tour players. I mean, you, you look across the landscape of, of Oakland sports as a whole, the NBA with Kendrick Nunn, the MLS with Steve Clark, Jake Nell on tour, Brian Stewart on tour. I mean, you if you want to get there, you can get there from here. Jake's the tip of the iceberg. Um, you know, we talk about all the time, like, this is where guys want to get. And – we, we have the resources, we have the knowledge, we have the, the work ethic, whatever you want to call it. Um, we're going to guide and steer you there. And like I said, Jake is, Jake's going to keep doing it and there's going to be other guys behind Jake keep doing it. So uh, be on the lookout. <laughs> there it is. Well, I appreciate you guys again. Thank you so much for, for being kind with your time and Jake, especially when you're in the mix of, of your competitive season as well. Very cool of you to, to carve out, you know, 30 minutes and sit with us. Uh, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So for head golf coach, Nick Pumford and a PGA tour golfer, Jake Nee, my name is Neil rule, the voice of the golden Grizzlies. Thank you everyone for listening to the where the bear podcast brought to you by the Evans law group. We'll catch you next time. Well, see you later.